Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning. You are listening to Red Sea Roundup, and I am your host for the day, Pam Marvin. And I am a little bit excited because I have Allison <laughs> Sullivan with me in the studio today. Hi, Pam. Hey, Allison. I'm so happy to be here. I know, sister. I, you. I know we have this mutual thing going on. I know. Poor Thaddeus. He's I like, know. oh, All too much talk. estrogen. I am just going crazy over here. <laughs> I can't deal with it. You're fine. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> oh, oh, but boy. I am. I'm Pardon so thrilled. I know. Well, Alice and I work on several different committees and, and hardly ever. I mean, we're ships passing in the night. We don't get to see one another. And today, and today we have connection. The stars aligned. Here know, we are. So beautiful. And yes, and tell Ordained. me why you're here. Well, I'm really excited to talk about the Elizabeth House Maternity Home Fiesta Banquet that's happening tomorrow night. Yes. Tell yes. me more about it. Well, so it's at 630. It's at the Bryan Expo Center. Expo Center. Okay. You do not need a ticket to come. We okay. have very generous underwriters. So Aww. just show up and celebrate with us yeah. and hear what we've been doing and celebrate what's to come and have a free Mexican dinner. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And one of my, oh, one of the deacons of my heart, although I'm not sure I know one that's really not, but <laughs> I love him so much. He's going to be your keynote speaker. Deacon Frank Ashley. Aww. He is just a larger than life personality. He's a captivating storyteller. I have zero doubts that he is going to bring so much joy to our event. Oh, I I, so I have no doubt about it. So I have a, like a little trivia on Deacon um, Frank. Oh. So back in the day when I was on staff over at St. Thomas Aquinas, we had like a staff development day. Yeah. And we had to talk about our, our things that you wouldn't know about me. Uh-huh. And we had to put it all on. It's a great icebreaker. You put it on a piece of paper. What this thing is like, you wouldn't guess. Uh-huh. And then we all had to kind of line it up with who was who, right? Uh-huh. Deacon Frank okay. was a collegiate cheerleader. No, no, no. Yes. And, and Why am I just hearing about this? Dick and Frank, I am so sorry that I don't remember what school you went to because it wasn't A&M. Here's the thing. I have it totally pictured. Can you not picture that perfectly? All Absolutely. Of Absolutely. Like, of course you were. Of course he was. God bless him. I Thank you it. for his ministry in our community. He's so beautiful. The love. He and his wife, Janice, both. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyway, that's yes. really awesome. So we can just show up at the... Just show up. Mm. Yes. Okay. So no... Tell me what the benefit really kind of goes to help and fund and how does that go? So the Elizabeth House is a maternity home. It's our town's only maternity home. And we're so much more than a shelter because not only are we providing a safe space to live, but we're also providing counseling. We're helping women get GEDs or earn college credits. Um, we're, you know, we have a lot of rules and structure in the home. So they're maintaining a home. They're preparing meals. They're sitting together as a family at, at night. Um, and so there's just a lot happening spiritually too. There's morning devotionals. There's Bible studies at night. Um, so obviously, um, you know, our our foundational you know, the most important thing to us is that they experience Jesus Christ mm-hmm. um, while while living in the in, mm-hmm. in our home. But but then that we're giving them just all sorts of support so that once they are ready to go, you know, we require a certain amount of savings, for example. So once they're ready to go and graduate from our program, they just have have a gust of wind to kind of, you know, help right. them along. And so um, it's just a really, really special place, a group of courageous, uh, devotional 
just visionary women mm. um, came together to make this happen. And it was in 2014, which was when Planned Parenthood came down, the Elizabeth House went up. Aww. So, um, you know, as a student here at A&M, I, had, I, I wasn't a part of this group, but so many of my friends sat and prayed in front of Planned Parenthood. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. to see this all come mm-hmm. together in such a beautiful way, um, it, I'm just so thrilled to be a part of the organization. I'm on the board. That's and awesome. so this event is just time for us to come together and celebrate. celebrate. Yeah. yeah, it feels well, really celebratory. Tell me a little bit about um, how women get into, like, is it done by the referrals? I know there's like a, a very yes, rigorous a, process. In, it in is. A sense. And, and truly not, not everyone is a good fit. You know, we're not just a shelter. Um, we require a lot. And so um, there is an application process. You can find us online. We're at ElizabethHouseMaternityHome.com. And um, an outreach has been such a huge part of this last year. You know, we were doing amazing things, but so um, much of this last year's work has just been getting our name out there so that people know about us, that they can refer us to women in need. Um, so we do have an online application process. There's an interview process as well. And we just determine if if we're a good fit. And that's, that's kind of a mutual process because not every woman is like, wait, you want me to save how much of my salary? And so there's a lot of people that aren't, aren't ready for that structure mm. in their life. And in that case, a shelter's you know more appropriate. Right. Um, so and then, you know, something that's fun to daydream about is that there's also um, women that graduate but still need a little bit of support. And so, um, you know, a kind of a, a, a graduate program, too, would be something to daydream about. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah, so there's just a lot. We have like a that. wonderful board. This um, We just have a lot of people, you know, speaking in with their gifts and talents and, and their wisdom. And, and there are really, really exciting things happening. That's really neat. And so what is your capacity over there? Like, I know it's, I remember when it was coming together and the house was just a godsend. Yes. And how many women can it house at maximum? So it's five at a time. And there's usually either someone's graduating, you know, the, the baby was born, they're, they're, they can stay with us up to six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's why as we get more efficient with our application process, that's why um, the more people are finding out about us, um, it's going to be really important to think mm. about what comes next, awesome. you know, and, and graduate programs and things like that. So. Well, I, I'm hoping there's some of our listeners today that were reaching ears. So Jesus, you know, who needs to hear this Absolutely. today? Um, if you know a young woman and I don't know if it's just a crisis pregnancy. They'd need a little extra help. Yes. Um, that would be a good fit for the maternity home. Who would they contact? Allison? So um, the easiest way is to is to go online and ElizabethHouseMaternityHome.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook, any mm. kind of, of social media. You can private message us that way, too. Right. So, um, yeah, we're we're always taking applications. Um, we're, we're open and ready. And on the other side of that is the funding to make the house. I know you have a staff there. You've got to have yes. funding to run all of this. Yes. And I guess that's a lot about what the benefit is for Absolutely. is raising uh, money to keep the house running. Mm-hmm. How's it going? It's good. We were able to do, we had a really successful banquet last year and we were able to do some important things for our house. Um, we have a, a pilot program for transportation. Getting these women rides to where they need to go mm. is a huge issue. Huge. Um, so we were able to to problem solve that way. We were able to update our software. We were able to get a new website. Um, so we were in, we were able to um, add a new position 
to to the home. So um, what we would really like to do, our big ask this year, is we need a full-time position. Mm. So um, paying someone's salary, you know, everything goes straight to, you know, paying rent, repairing our van. And now with successful banquet seasons, we're able to think a little bigger. So so that's our big ask this year. We want to add a full-time position. Um, We need legal funds. Um, So many women are, are coming to us with... And, and that's, you know, that's something that we, that we think is really important is that a first chapter doesn't need to dictate the rest of your life, even if that chapter is 20 years long. Right. So, you know, we're doing a lot of um, kind of repairing mm. and, and people are coming to us with um, really tragic stories. Sometimes they're leaving desperate situations. And so um, just having a legal fund in place to be able to kind of come alongside um, where they kind of donate towards it and we match it. So so there's a lot of, you know, details like that that, um, like I said, the board and each of their individual talents are coming together to problem solve. So That sounds so amazing. And thanks be to God we have that in our community. Isn't it great? I always feel like the Brazos Valley is just like, it's like a, um, I like to call it a, like a little Holy Spirit breeding place for really cool things like Red Sea Radio and, right. and 40 Days for Life. Absolutely. This and is a, a Blaze Ministries. Yes. I have seen all the time. Maternity Home. This is a garden <laughs> is. of a town and every single church is on fire. It's oh, amazing. Oh, I know. Yeah. And you know, this, this just reminds me of the Hercules efforts by Meredith Olson to have that mm-hmm. huge uh, rosary rally that we had last year to mm. just really consecrate the whole Brazos Valley to the Blessed yes. Mother and all of uh, the works of the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. we're going to ask for those gifts to come upon um, the maternity home and all of Thank these you. excellent ad- pray with us, adventures please. that we have going yes, on. Yes, pray with us. And if you feel moved to donate, um, you can donate at our website. So Awesome. I... Um, you know, you fall like in a love. Pre, like, is that like a pre-donation? Sure. So do it. Well, if pre- you can't come okay. to the banquet, oh, I, see. Okay. I mean. Okay. Well, surely, do you have an online giving available? Because there do. may be people here that well, you won't be able to come to the benefit or, right. and would just really like to say, this is just an awesome cause. How would they contribute? Um, go to our website, elizabethhousematernityhome.com, and there is a donate button. And oh, we would yeah. appreciate that so much. But um, more than anything, pray with us. There are no hyperbole. Lives mm. being saved, mm. lives being saved, countless people, um, you know, entering heaven because right. of this mission. You know, there's there's something really special about coming alongside people whose burdens are more than they can bear. That mm. is just so pleasing to the Lord. And um, it's important work. And mm, so honestly, important. lives being saved. Well, if you wouldn't mind doing us a favor, especially after the show, send us a link to that and we'll put it on our uh, Facebook page. Absolutely. Uh, so if anyone wants to, to contribute today, you know, people great. that are that are. Um, moved for the pro-life movement. What I love about the Elizabeth House is that it protects and sustains life at every stage. You have the unborn that you're protecting, the the life of that mom that we're sustaining, and then the children that she's currently raising. So it's really um, a worthwhile project. Right. And there's also volunteer opportunities there, too. Absolutely, there's a little please. bit of a vetting, po- <laughs> uh, yes, a vetting process there. But you can also go to their website to to look to see what you can do to help out. My favorite one that I've not quite yet been able to do, but I even got certified for it with me and the girls is to go babysit sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Host a baby shower, all sorts right. of all sorts of fun things. So all you conformons this year and other um, people who need your service hours, Look into it. Mm-hmm. Go play with kids and mm-hmm. shed your spread your love. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we have other benefits going on here in the near future as well, don't we, Thaddeus? Yes, we do, Pam. Will you want to tell us about that one? Coming up on All Saints Day, November 1st, Thursday, Red Sea Catholic Radio's 
annual benefit dinner at St. Thomas Aquinas. He's got his radio voice Parish on Parish Activities Center. <laughs> Sounds really important. It is. Yeah, we're very excited to be welcoming in our guest speaker, who uh, is the famous uh, founder of Catholics Come Home. You may have seen yes. some of their commercials on um, TV. Uh, he is going to um, come in and speak to us about, I think, a, f- a theme that is uh, very apropos for the date that we're having the benefit dinner on, mm-hmm. November 1st, mm-hmm. All Saints Day, mm-hmm. uh, talking to us about, the, you know, the saints are Catholic heroes, past and, and present, and Tom Peterson's talk is going to have... Uh, the theme of how we can be heroes for the faith in the Absolutely. in the everyday, We're and, called a, to and it. a lot of a lot of um, small tips for those moments when all of that all of us have experienced of you you encounter somebody maybe a stranger could be a, a family member it could be a coworker and you know maybe they say something and you and you have that little feeling in your in your heart of oh, I should say something I should try to do something to you know engage them and and share the the faith with them and so often what do we what do we do we we don't we don't say anything we don't we don't we don't take an action to um, bring them along and he's going to talk to us about stories from his own life where he actually took that leap of faith and did say something mm. or did make a little action and the and the fruit that he knew he learned later uh, came from that that right. action. Well, we're all and called so it's to be, be holy heroes. And, we are. Um, things going to be really good. Yeah. Really good, really really good. Um and it's going to be, you know, a lot of fun. It's uh, usually a great gathering of a lot of people that you know, or it's a chance to catch up with folks that that you know but don't see a lot. Uh, in a lot of the same way that the Elizabeth House Maternity Home Benefit Dinner is, so we we really would love you to come out. You can come uh, go to our website redsearadio.org/benefit to register. Tickets are twenty five dollars, and you can also reserve a table beginning at. $500 a table, uh, all the way up to, what's our highest level uh, sponsorship? $5,000. We would love, love to have a $5,000 table sponsorship. So if someone's out there who wants to be that courageous individual to throw down $5,000 for a table sponsorship, we would certainly welcome it. You know anybody, Pam? Wants not, to take that off, take that not, step? Not offhand. No. No. Okay. But I'm sure there's someone listening who is definitely that person. But let's and we'll do pray it. For them. And we've we've already we folks we have already had some uh, groups who have become first time table sponsor this year. So we've already had people step up to the plate. So let's get somebody else to step up to the plate. Give us that five thousand dollar table sponsorship. Really would would really really help us. Um we are we also have um taken on 
a new uh, staff member as well. So mm-hmm. that's that's something else. Oh that yeah, we're I want to hear be... about that too. Well, a... I can't I can't give any of the not no details, details yet. Oh yet, but, darn! But um, suspense. So I I know two of them. Yeah. I knew two of the applicants, so I'm interested. Yeah. To oh, see. I thought you said that you knew two of the staff members of the radio. And the, no, 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 two of the applicants <laughs> for the three. new position. <laughs> there's only three currently. So, um, well, I know there's um, a few more things we want to get in to talk about. What's but going yes, around uh, the so Red Sea Catholic Radio benefit dinner, November first, seven p.m. Uh, you can go to mass on that day at St. Thomas beforehand, and then just come over to the pack and get the cocktail hour started, and then. The benefit dinner will will unfold from there. So that's November first, St. Thomas Aquinas. You know the the thing with all these benefits is that if you get in a generosity contest with the Lord, you're going to lose every time. <laughs> I mean, He's just going to outgive you. Yeah, so so true. Take him up on it. But speaking of St. Thomas Aquinas, Father Albert's doing some really cool stuff over there, like this week. Yeah. So starting today, yeah. uh, he is marking the traditional Ember Days, um, which go all the way back to the 200s. They are, that comes from their term, uh, the term quattro tempore in Latin, which is four times. Four, so four times a year, there are these days of um, fasting and penance. Mm. And they were originally for uh, where the faithful um, made those acts, especially along with prayer for vocations and for holy priests. Praise, amen. Mm-hmm. So Father Albert is marking these with... Um, Latin low masses, and that's no incense, and the parts are not sung. Um, but that starts tonight at 7 p.m., then again on Friday at 7 p.m., and then Saturday at noon. Saturday at noon. Okay. Mm. So you, if you can, go to one of those, and then on those other today, Friday, and Saturday, um, try to fast, try to Absolutely. abstain from meat. Just you know, follow a, t- a Lenten uh, mm-hmm. pattern. Right. You're not, they're not on the universal calendar, so there's no. You're not you know sinning if you have to break your fast in the middle of it for 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 some reason. But you can try to do that and right. then unite with with prayer. And I just wanted to quickly make a few points that I think if you're suspicious of of the extraordinary form or you've never gone to one or you mm-hmm. don't know a lot about it. I want you to. I would encourage you to go and and think about it as a way to. It can help you experience the ordinary form. I think better. Absolutely, I agree. Think about I agree with silence. That. It can help you appreciate mm-hmm. the importance of silence in worship. It can help you key into the fact that the mass is an occasion for smallness. We're not there to mm-hmm. tell ourselves how good we are. We're there to worship God. That's what the mass is is about. And the Mass is also for solemnity. Is um, it's, it's not a gathering like every other gathering, right? It's, it's a special space. It's a special um, sacred space and time. And we are united with uh, the angels and the saints in heaven. Absolutely. And, and well. one of the things that I, I want to reflect on that as well is that it, this is such an ancient thing. And so right. that the richness of our faith, it goes back right. 2000 years right. and to be there is just, it's, it's an amazing experience. You do think of how, you know, our life is just so brief and fleeting 
number one. And it adds the magnitude of reverence that the Catholic Church has for our Lord. Um, it really comes through in moments like these. And, and the, the prayer and penance, which is something that's not really celebrated too widely within the Christian faith, except for among us Catholics. And so we are going to talk a lot about um, prayer and fasting on the other side of the break as well. But I think, was there one more thing that you needed to talk about before we get off? And I just wanted to let people know that uh, St. Mary's is kicking off their School of Healing um, ministry tonight, uh, September 19th at 7 p.m. in the church. There's more you can find out about it at aggiecatholic.org. Excellent. Well, stay tuned because after the break, we're going to be talking to Donna Hannes. She is a naturopath, a traditional naturopath. We're talking about sacrifice and healing. Welcome back. You are listening to Red Sea Roundup. And I am your host today, Pam Marvin, and I have a special co-host coming on, coming to stay on for this next half with <laughs> Allison Sullivan. I'm so thrilled that you're here. Yay, this is so fun. We put Thaddeus in the corner. Uh, yes. We took the mic away from him. <laughs> took his mic. Sorry, Thaddeus. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I think he's probably happy about that in a way. But I want to welcome my lovely friend, Donna Hannes, back to the show. Um, so happy to be here. I'm so glad it's you so can make it. Yay, listen to this yes. is my fun. Yes. Well, you know, I have to kind of tell the story how this came about. I was really, I've been, I'd had lots of um, feelers out and, and questions, like emails asking people to be on the show. And I was not hearing back, not hearing back. And I was, had been to mass and I was really praying, Lord, whatever you want, whatever you want. I walk out after mass and who do I see? Mm-hmm. Donna. I'm like, okay, mm. I get it, Lord. <laughs> yes. Donna. Cause she's like, yeah, when, are you, when can I come back on? I'm yep. like, ah, oh, it's a good time. Well, this year, Allison, I don't know if you listen regularly to to my show or not, mm-hmm. but um, I've really been concentrating a lot on human formation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What do we need to do as human beings to grow as humans and also then in our faith as well? Because right. you can't separate the two. Right. We'd like to, some days I'd really sure. like to. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've often referred to it as a stench of my humanity when it raises its ugly head. But, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that too. But Donna is a registered nurse, an herbalist, and a traditional naturopath. And she's got just a, a whole like quiver of amazing information. Mm-hmm. And fun, fun facts you never knew you needed. Right, right. And so I want to encourage our listeners, if you have a question or a comment for Donna um, or Allison, for that matter, you can call us at 855-683-7332. Okay. Well, I've named this show Self-Sacrifice, Self-Discipline, and Your Health. And I wanted to start with self-sacrifice because we all, you know, that's almost a dirty word. We know we need to do it, but no one really wants to, right? Um, But let's kind of break it down as it goes to to your health. I mean, I think that's a real simple human way Mm -hmm. to begin with self-sacrifice, especially in these day and times. So how to build it in small ways. 
Donna. So let's talk about our help and how to build that type of self-sacrifice in small ways. Well, Baby steps. Let's, let's say yeah. someone who's just like, you know what? I today want to start a new leaf. I want to do some self-sacrifice for the church, for reparation mm-hmm. for the sins of the church, for the sins of my own family. Um, but let's walk that through. What are the small steps we can start with? Well, one of the things I started with that has just been really powerful in my life is intermittent fasting. So what that amounts to is you just narrow your eating window. Like if you're normally eating three meals a day, well, wait, let's back up first. The first thing I think as adults we need to do is stop snacking. This yes. is ridiculous. You know? <laughs> Average person eats eight to nine times a day. Well, you, you know, know there's crazy. there is conflicting stuff out there right yep, now. I was looking at again about, you know, having you know, more small meals and not the big meals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you don't agree with that. So why is that? I don't, because that ends up making you have chronically high blood sugar mm. and chronically high insulin. If you, You've got to give your body a chance. It's not supposed to be digesting 24-7. So you've got to give your body a chance to get that blood sugar back down before you just spike it up again. Mm. And then, I mean, let's look at the snack foods that are out there. Really? Is there anything right. in a package that you should eat? No. No, but, but Cheetos are so good. They're my weakness. It's <laughs> like crack for me. Oh, it is. And, and, and about quarterly, I'll break down and I'll, I'll get a bag of them and, and get, get my fix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're, they're made that way, literally oh. constructed that way. There are food testers that these big food companies use. They put real-time EEGs on their heads and they, sit, they feed them different things, different snack foods, different whatever they're making, whatever they're producing. And watch how fast the dopamine center lights up. Oh, so oh. that's the same center that lights up with opioids, with cocaine, with nicotine, all these bad things that are destructive to our health. And I mean, opioids, we, you need an opioid if you're having surgery. You know, that's a really handy time to have an opioid, but it's not the thing you want to be using all the time. Yeah. So there, it, what I'm, the, the point is, when your dopamine center lights up like that, that that's where addiction starts. Absolutely. Your body loves that, mm-hmm. wants that. I mean, we like pleasure, and that's mm. that's what that gives us. So, right. Which, how that's not manipulation, I don't know. Because it makes me, well, when I found out about that. Call it, it marketing. Well, it is, but isn't that kind of the same thing? <laughs> you know, it's not good for us, so they have to market it in a way that we're going to buy it. Otherwise, we wouldn't buy it because we'd use our brain. Mm. So there's a lot of manipulation out there. and. I don't like being manipulated. Right. Well, I'd like to tell a story just about my personal experience with this exactly uh, something engineered to be addictive and having the dopamine response. And that's diet drinks. Yeah. The the combination of the aspartame, is that, am I saying it right? Aspartame. Aspartame and um, caffeine together has this dopamine effect in your brain that has this euphoric effect, which starts mm-hmm. you to crave them. And so I really struggled with this for a year or two with these sodas. And I knew they were bad. I didn't want to, but yet the addiction was there. And so it took a while. And you know what I ended up doing? A replacement, which we'll talk about too. When you're trying yes. to get over bad habits, you have to replace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to just let it go and you know, replace. So what I do, I started drinking um, sparkling water. Mm-hmm. So I got my fizz. It's got no calories. Because right. literally, I went on a low-calorie diet a, a few years ago, drank a lot of diet sodas, and I gained five pounds. There's a reason for that. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? The reason, and the other reason is that NutraSweet or aspartame, the stuff in the blue package, it interferes with the leptin receptor in your brain, so it makes you hungrier. Mm. 
If that's not manipulation, I don't know what is. Right. Well, see, I didn't eat more. I was eating less. But one of the things I heard also, too, is that the chemicals that are in that, then your body doesn't recognize because they're foreign. They're not a natural substance. And so it stores it as fat. Right. Crazy. And so I did. I literally gained four pounds. I gave up the diet sodas and I lost four pounds. Isn't that remarkable? (laughs) For me, it's been really um, crucial to understand what lies beneath my urge to grab for something. Yes. Mm. And what I've found is obviously it's not hunger. (laughs) Right. But it's it's not even boredom. I think it's more complicated than that. It's discomfort. Mm -hmm. So I... um, it, there's kind of a tw- I, like I'm kind of switch uh, you know it, it, twitching in my seat right now. There's a dis- I'm di- I'm uncomfortable, and obviously we should be reaching for the Lord in right. in those moments of discomfort. We should be leaning on Him. But I had shared some struggles with my best friend, and um, long story short, someone had showed up at my door. She was at my house. Our families were together. We were in pajamas like far too long into the day, mm-hmm. but someone knocked at my door. And I had just shared with her in depth, I really, in a pursuit of holiness, want to figure out this food thing. And so I'd, we had just talked about it that night. Someone knocks at my door unexpectedly, but I'm in pajamas at noon. And so I'm immediately anxious. My husband ended up getting the door. I turned on my heel and went to the refrigerator. And she goes, stop. What are you doing? And I didn't know. I was mm, like, didn't realize I it. don't know. It How was sweet just, of the Lord to give you that yes, window, exactly. that mirror, that what are you Exa- doing? Yeah, I have chills because it was so, it, it shined a light on what yes. was going on in my soul. Mm-hmm. And I think that's often the case. You know, a lot of times it is boredom for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, they walk through the kitchen, they really are procrastinating. They don't want to do what they really need to do. So what can I eat? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. isn't that's it? So but true. it's comfort for a lot of people. It's comfort. Yeah. Right. We're just, well, we're unsettled. We're well, just not. Okay. And how much what more the, effective would a Hail Mary be? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> one of the, the points I really want to drive home here today on this one is the fact that food is addictive. Okay, folks? Mm-hmm. You are addicted. I, I, I work in a setting where I have a um, lot of lovely people that I work with. And um, one of them in particular struggles with RA quite a bit. And so I say, oh, yeah, you need to give up wheat and sugar and dairy and, oh, I, I can't do that. Anytime I mention giving up wheat, and of course, in the cor- in the process of what I do as a fertility care practitioner, that's one of the things that we also say, sugar, right. wheat, and dairy. And they're like, no. <laughs> and, and folks, it's because it's addictive. Now, why right. is wheat so addictive? Well, it hits the dopamine center, too. It jacks your blood sugar. The traditional wheat that we used to, like the ancient wheat, that was a different story. The wheat that, that is being produced now jacks your blood sugar higher than table sugar. Leaves it elevated longer than table sugar and jacks it up faster than table sugar. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's a big dopamine hit right there. Plus, it's got most of it has glyphosate on it, which, which is, is the active ingredient in Roundup, yeah, which messes up that. your gut microbiome, which sets up the whole cascade of inflammation. Right, wow. which now we have probiotics industries going crazy because of stuff like this. Sure. Right. Wow. Right. Well, I want to get back a little bit to the fasting because that really works into our Catholic faith. Um, And to me, I've kind of ramped it up. I think all of us that are sincere and loving our our mother church the way we do, the bride of Christ, that we are called to this time of reparation for prayer and fasting, much like with what Father Albert's doing here with the, the embers. Ember days. Oh, Thaddeus, I know. Estella's at microphone. So sad for you. Yeah, the the ember days. Ember days. See, that's so awesome. Okay, so let's talk about um, ways of fasting. Do you 
Allison, I'm going to ask you, as this this beautiful daughter of the king, mm. do you do when you do fasting? How do you do it? And then Donna, how do you do it? And then I'll talk about how I do it. Can I tell you, this is such a sacrifice for me because I have been able to put my finger squarely on my food addiction in the mm. past year or two. So this has been a significant part of my prayer experience, and I have to drink. <laughs> I have to drink and drink and drink massive amounts. Um, and, and it's really the, the only way that it is tolerable. Okay. For me. So is no, there well, any back like, up. methodology to that? Well, back mm-hmm. up. Yes. You're yes. saying that you wake up one day and just drink fluids instead of eat. Correct. That's what you're saying. Sorry, okay. Yes. Okay. Cause yeah. that's a little different than what I do. Okay. What do you know? Well, oh. I'm going to ask Donna what she does. Well, I read <laughs> this book by this physician named Jason Fung. He's a nephrologist out of Toronto and he was, he decided he wanted to just try fasting with some of his type 2 diabetics. And most, he's a kidney doctor, so a lot of, a lot of diabetic patients. And he found that if he fasted them in a certain way, that he could get most of them off their medication very quickly. Wow. And even the type 1 diabetics could reduce their medication significantly, and their disease was improving. You know, with diabetes, a lot of times your numbers are good, but your disease is progressing. You're getting more neuropathy. You're still getting kidney damage. You're getting retinal damage. So this actually reverses the disease as well. So he has them fast, skip breakfast. They can have a cup of coffee, and in that coffee Black coffee. Black coffee with something fatty in it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. coconut oil, heavy whipping cream, MCT oil, butter. You can put butter. Ghee is a great one, and it's very hydrating, which is a whole other area. Um, So he fasts these people. And they go as long as they can. And maybe the first day they can only make it till 10 Mm o'clock. But as time goes on, they can make it till noon or 2. And they close that eating window. Stop eating at 7 Mm p.m. Start eating at 2 p.m. or 11 p.m. or whatever. You know, 11 a.m., sorry. And so I, I tend to go along with that one. And during his fasting, he lets them eat bone broth which is very healing to the gut, which... Wait, wait, wait. Let me slow you down. Yes, I know. Bone broth. Yay, it's Yay, my new favorite. Broth, yeah. But you're saying during their fasting, they're eating this? Like in yeah, the off, in the 7-Eleven time, or there's just not anything on their stomach? No. He, if they drink coffee in the morning, yeah. you know, coffee's going to dull your appetite. Right. It doesn't cause an insulin response. He, he allows things that don't cause an insulin response, like bone broth, bone like broth butter. Bone broth doesn't cause it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, my bone broth has yummy seasonings in it, though. That's okay. Is that okay? That's okay, yeah. right? You like That's garlic okay. and caminos. Well, and don't like eat that. them. You want to strain that and just have the broth. Ah, see, look at this. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes. So you're doing 7-Eleven. I'm doing 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. So I started Sometimes this. I'm doing more like 2 to 7 just because mm-hmm. all of a sudden I look up and look oh, up. No. It's too. too. I've been doing that mm-hmm. recently, too. No, I, yeah. I like messed up last night. I, you know, I, you I know said what? I'm it's not okay. going to eat. I'm really strong. And then right before I go to bed, I got hungry. <laughs> So I should, you know and, but then today I'm adjusting for it by not eating as much. We have to vary our diets. Yeah. You know, we can't do it the same way. I don't even think people should, most people don't need to intermittent fast every day. Mm-hmm. Three or four times a week, two or three times a week. Start oh, but I slowly. I like it so much. I like it too. Okay. So let but me But then just on talk the weekends, I eat a big breakfast. I do too, because mm-hmm. I love breakfast and I can't skip it every mm-hmm. day. Um, let me, I can just speak personally how the intermittent fasting has affected me. So I've always had kind of a sensitive gut. Sorry for too much information. Okay. Just, you know, gurgly kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And a blood sugar, like hypoglycemia, right? So I've really issued with getting the shakes and feeling famished and can't, mm-hmm. you know, really got to want to just eat so much food. 
So I started doing the intermittent fasting because I read that it was a cool, good thing to do. And I wanted to tie it to my spiritual life and tie it to my prayers and everything. And so what's happened is when I get hungry, literally my stomach growls a little bit. I don't feel Mm -hmm. shaky. All the shakes have gone. Mm -hmm. I never feel famished anymore. Right. Ever. So I don't really gouge or whatever. It was gorge. 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 Mm -hmm. Gouge. (laughs) So the (laughs) 7-Eleven, I know. The 7-Eleven has been really, you know, I don't, I don't do it perfectly, but I do try and do it every day because it, I've seen such wonderful benefit. And when yeah. I get away from it as well, so my gut health is better. So yeah, it is. The, what's the physiology behind it, too? I want to ask you that. Well, your body needs a rest. It's not supposed to be digesting all the time. And if it's so busy digesting, it can't take care of some of the other things that are lower on the totem pole, like inflammation, like healing that gut mm-hmm. lining because you ate some wheat that really tore things up. It just gives the body a chance to do things in rhythm like it's supposed to. We're not supposed to be digesting all the time. Well, I'm glad you said that about the wheat too, because part of what we're talking about with our Mm self-discipline is trying to make better choices. So what are, you know, I wrestle with this all the time. The only one I know, which is a low glycemic uptake is the sourdough bread, but I think there's others as well. Can you like, so let's do replacements. You can't give up the wheat. What are some that we can replace with to start making healthier choices? Oh, the bread thing. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's a real tough one. I'm kind of experimenting with some things like cassava flour mm. and green banana flour. And mm. so far I've been I've relatively unsuccessful. But, you know, I in- developed this wheat allergy out of the blue a couple of years ago. Mm. Yes. So I have an EpiPen and, you know, oh, goodness. like serious wheat allergy. So I kind of wow. have just realized it's just not going to be part of my life. Yeah, I say that too, but I, I buy Ezekiel bread from time to time, mm-hmm. and, and that's but a, that's, that's a got extra treat. gluten in it. Oh, it does. Read your labels. You got to read your label every time you pick something up because wow. they change from time to time. Wow. Yeah. And so, so even sourdough, no bueno. Well, not for the most part. Well, I'm not eating it. not for me, but you can do it. If you can do it, good for you. What are some <laughs> of the other? What are some of the other low gluten ones? Oh, flour. What um, do you think of the almond flours and the coconut flours? And you know, I use them. I don't find the result just terrific yeah you know it's i think it's a real challenge mm-hmm. you know we're used to that gluten exactly isn't it more of a texture thing than it is a texture else? thing sure sure yeah okay now i've got i've got a new cookbook it's got some stuff in there i'm gonna try i'll let you know but all right well you know i'm gonna tie this right back to our self-discipline so if you're out there listening today um Again, my theme is human formation. I'm encouraging you. I want to be a really encourager today to take up a type of self-discipline is to give up what you know is bad for you. What do you have in your daily diet or habit that you're like, yeah, I really should give this up because I intellectually, I know it's not good for me and I'm going to make this sacrifice, right? But start slow. If you drink six Diet Cokes a day, cut down to four. I do think kindness to yourself yes. is an important part of the equation I because totally agree with you. Yes. any effort you make is better than nothing. Yes. <laughs> so yes. we have to start somewhere and kindness allows us to ease into these well, things that can be drastic by the time we're finished. Who are we to be unkind to this person that God created? Mm. You know, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't treat other people the way we treat ourselves Absolutely. sometimes. So yeah. we got to shift that. Yeah. So the fasting um, folks for our listeners 
this, this intermittent fasting that we're talking about, the 7-Eleven, 16-hour window of no eating, helps your body to heal yes. and helps you to be a better you. And that's what we're really talking about at the end of the day, having our temples being a lot better. And the self-sacrifice, which looked it up, I interesting enough, and, and Thaddeus may need a mic for this for a second if he can he correct me if I'm wrong. But the root of the word sacrifice is sacri, which is to make holy. Mm-hmm. Do you know more about that, the etymology of the word sacrifice? Pam, I don't at this time have anything for you on that <laughs> point. I'm sorry. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that it was really my pursuit of holiness that kind of drew attention because sure. I am... Um, I'm a thin person by nature and I've never harmed my body with, with eat. Well, um, I've never had an eating disorder. And so when I say that I have food issues, nobody takes me seriously, but I knew that I was using this in an unholy way. I knew that I was using food and diet as a substitute or some sort of crutch that really Jesus should fill. Right. Um, and so when I put it that way, it becomes unarguable. Right. I, I get it. I'm thin. That's not what I'm talking about. This is about holiness. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, I would I would say I've had a similar experience to that, but I would call it I was being more devoted to purity of mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And when I say that that purity, I'm talking about purity in what I'm putting in my body, mm-hmm. whether it's through my mouth or, or my eyes mm-hmm. or my ears, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And because that lends itself, again, like right. you're saying, to this growth and holiness. Because, yeah, addiction's a real thing, folks. We but have that to get going, away from it. Yeah, that going without, that self-sacrifice as you're talking about, what it allows for is more godly interruptions. Yes. Instead it's making of these, us holy, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Eating itself, nourishing the temple of God is a sacred experience. Mm. I mean, God uses a lot of Passover's about not complete until you eat the Passover meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we eat the body and blood of Christ. I mean, eating is important. Yeah, It's family time. It's sacred time. We bless our food before we eat it. There is a sacredness to nourishing our body. Doesn't that Which mean helps us grow in grabbing holiness. a sack of Cheetos seem really silly all yeah, of a sudden? it does. That's beautiful. It does. So I encourage our listeners to think of one small thing with your food that you can give up and tie it to the prayer um, for a reparation for Mother Church. And I I find that that has been such a beautiful motivator to me. I have to find more of my why if I'm doing it just for vanity purpose, which I'm pretty good about the vanity purposes too. Um, It's just not as strong as when I tie it to how about... For you have that loved one in your family, perhaps it's away from the church. Yeah. We all know someone like that. And tie that sacrifice, that denial, and y'all know what it feels like. It's that like that little twist that's going on when you're telling yourself no, it's like inside and it's tough. And you say, Jesus, I offer this to you for reparation. It could be for your own family. It could be for the mother church, which I really encourage that. And and have a couple of days. So of fasting and one of the fasting other things I'm doing that is so hard for me. So I, I find one that's really hard for you is mm-hmm. fasting from meat on two days a week mm-hmm. and two days a week. It is a tough. Lot. And on, yeah, on my off days, I'm like, Oh, I'm so thankful because I, I really crave it and I'm really mm-hmm. hungry and famished. But what does that do? That turns my thoughts back to Christ. Mm-hmm. I offer that kind of that small suffering for reparation of sin. So I encourage everybody to, to have something like that, to mm-hmm. tie it to a prayer. And, and that's what it's there for, to right. make us holy. Right. 
but we, you know, the one thing we really haven't talked about too, as far as um, food addictions go, is alcohol. So sugar, wheat, alcohol is another big one. A lot of people struggle with that. So if you are a bottle of wine a night person, how about just cut it back to two glasses? Make a bottle last two nights. You know what I'm saying? Like just get a smaller glass. No, you know, just getting a smaller glass helps. That's true too. That's what we got some glasses that my husband, my mother-in-law had when we were cleaning out her house and they're tiny, but we limit it to just those glasses. Mm. And it's made a big, I mean, I can't believe how long a bottle of wine lasts now. <laughs> well, I always worry about my red wine going bad. I'm like, oh, i got to drink the bottle because I don't want it to go bad. You can put it in the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> but then cold red wine, yeah. It's just got a chill on it. It's great in the, in the summertime when it's really hot outside. Yeah, exactly. So there's little things we could do. But, you know, we'd really be remiss if we didn't start talking about some physical mortification called, ready, wait for it, exercise. <laughs> So sedentary life as well is making you a blob and not contributing to your holiness. So if you are a sedentary person, I feel you because I am just barely keeping my head above water and not being sedentary. I really, I love the outdoors, so I try to do more outdoor stuff. Mm -hmm. I was telling Allison beforehand that my family over uh, this last three-day weekend we had, we went canoeing. And that just rocks my world. You know, all that upper body activity, mm-hmm. being in God's good nature just feeds my soul. So I'm trying to look at things that, okay, what is fun for me or that really fills my cup that includes exercise? So I encourage people to do that kind of stuff too. But you just get your heart rate up every day. Right. So we have this great conversation about autophagy 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 okay yeah yeah. i love this is my new word for the week so i want you to talk about autophagy okay as it relates to exercise okay autophagy auto meaning self phage meaning to consume to eat and so our body is it's our body's way of cleaning up the garbage it gets rid of dead or dying cell parts so that can be we can the proteins can be reassembled into new cells, new I, proteins. I'm going to read the definition because I looked yeah. it up. It's so yeah, cool. I saw that on the page. Uh-huh. Autophagy is a natural regeneration process that occurs at a cellular level in the body, reducing the likelihood of contracting some disease as well as a pro, prolonging lifespan. Right. Donna called it the holy the fountain of youth. If there's a fountain of youth, that that's there's, it. It's okay. part of it. So yeah. how do we do this? Well, high intensity interval training. It's one of the things. Mm-hmm. And the thing, it's so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, the other day I did jumping jacks, 30 seconds worth of jumping jacks, rest for 30 seconds, another 30 seconds of jumping jack. It took me 10 minutes. I mean, really, how hard is that? Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. the science is out there backing yeah. us up so Absolutely. much more now that the the, the hit training, the high intensity mm-hmm. interval training, shorter mirror in the burst, the burst training is the way training. to say mm-hmm. it, is, is so much more effective for, for kickstarting your metabolism. It takes yes. a lot less time. Because that was my issue. It's like, I ain't... I'd rather be I'd rather be going to mass sure. than out there running for an hour, you know. Well, and intermittent fasting also induces autophagy. Really? Yeah. yeah. I like the idea that okay, so I'm gonna use a sports analogy real quick because I, I I really I am dreaming of a show and Allison, if you want to participate with this, I don't know how you are about football. But uh, listening to a fanatic. lot of what Jimbo Fisher says has so much that could be applicable to the spiritual life. So I'm Mm -hmm. like been taking, I started like actually collecting the sound bites because they're so good. good. And one of them is 
when you push till you have nothing left, that's when you find out who you are. Yes. And that is so true in the spiritual yes. life, mm-hmm. but as, as it relates to the physical and, and the physical aspect of it with exercise is one of those ways that we test ourselves and yeah. push ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I participate in a boot camp mm-hmm. and so much more than boot camp happens in that, in that space. You know, we, we work out together. We're complaining together. There's something about struggling alongside someone so else. True. And, you know, we get together at the end and we put our hands in a pile and it is finished, you right. know, and there's right. something you realize as you're walking back to your car, that's so much more than just that workout happened in that hour. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you live an entire lifetime, all you know, the highs and the lows and the rest and the take your break and the work hard now. You know, it'll be it, you, this is really hard, but it'll be finished soon. You know, and there's just something about that that is is holy, really. Well, it's and you've so accomplished true. something. Yes. You know, yes. that's and really it's done. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I I say a little shout. I had a, a, a group just like that. It's kind of disbanded because of life um, and literally because children have an early morning workouts that start at 630. So mm-hmm. we're not making it happen. But um, I really want to say that kind of camaraderie. Absolutely. We prayed together. Yes. We shared life's burden together, celebrations together. It's a beautiful thing. So so be thankful, yeah. I mean, that you have that. And yeah. start one if you can. Start mm-hmm. one with a group of your closest friends and buddies. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? So, Yes. Exercise. Exercise. Uh. And as women in particular, you know, all everything we do is forward. We're holding babies. We're cooking food. We're mm. holding groceries. We're, we're so forward all the time. We get this contraction in our, our pectoral muscles and stuff, mm. and we start to slump. And so we've got to lay on a foam roller on your back, mm. you know, with your bottom and your head on it, and open up your chest. Right. You know, you've got to get your postural muscles mm-hmm. strengthened. Right. Just staying in good posture is an exercise in itself. That's a great really point. Really important. Amen. Hugely I, important. I, you know, I especially have felt it over 50 that now I look ridiculous when I was doing my warm-up because I'm doing all of those posture exercises yeah. with the trying to rotate the shoulders a lot mm-hmm. and great. doing these because I've always naturally kind of had, like my structure's been kind of a bad posture. So I've had to really work hard not to look 70 when I'm 50. Sure. And the other thing is, you know, this is where a sedentary life gets so dangerous. I mean, there's a whole list of hazards of immobility is what they call them in medical terms. Um, we've got to get up, at, keep our legs strong to be able to get ourselves up out of a chair. Absolutely. Sure. You know? Squats, man. Yeah. Sitting is the new smoking. I mean, that's. Right. Wow. Well, I really, think that, really I think that we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about um, building new neurons and talking about the my you know the cellular yes and the mitochondria cellular regeneration so, yeah, can you believe it we, we're going to wind down here with less than uh, five minutes to go so i really want to talk about that part because just to start it off building new neurons in mm-hmm. your brain usually by breathing heavily at any right well it's really you're building new brain cells brain cells okay you go yeah. ahead you, you have us. as many neurons as you have when you're born okay but the brain cells, the gray matter, you can actually regenerate brain cells. We can grow new brain cells. And we didn't used to, when I was in school, we didn't believe, that wasn't true. They didn't know that yet. So there's, with the mapping of the human genome and the mapping of the microbiome, we, ha- we know all these different things that we didn't know before. So um, new brain cells, that comes from intermittent fasting. That comes from that high-intensity interval training. Autophagy does that. Uh, one of the things is that cold shower to yes. before you get out of the shower, turn it as cold as you can stand. Even if you can't stand it that cold, stay in it as long as you can. Five seconds the first day. 
And it doesn't, we really can't do that in Texas because the water doesn't ever get to cold in the summertime. That's true. It's That's so true. hot. Um, the other thing I wanted to just mention, and this is, this has to do with how your brain looks at stuff too. We have to remember we're in a spiritual battle here and peace is a weapon of warfare. You know, when Moses was standing at the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army's coming up behind him and he's going, uh, Lord, are you going to show up here? And the Lord told him two things. I myself will fight for you. For your part, stay at rest and hold your peace. Mm. And if we can look at the world outside, you know, look at people watch the news and they get all twisted off. Pray the news. Pray the news. Oh, Lord, that's interesting. What are you going to do about that? You know, stay mm. at peace. Pray the news. Stay at peace. Right. That And that helps your brain not be stressed out, not be in sympathetic overdrive all the time or you're not in fight or flight all the time. Mm. But you can stay at peace. And then that's when you're going to hear the Lord. You know, the Lord doesn't usually speak to me when I'm spinning around right. like a drop of water on a hot skillet. And right. our culture is telling us to go, 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 go. spread yourself too thin. We right. say how busy we are with a small right. degree of pride. Right. When really Jesus was slipping off into the mountains without leaving someone else in charge, without apologizing for his absence, um, without, you know, making all these permissions. Is it okay if I go? He would just slip off. Because he trusted God's plan. That's right. Mm. You know, we got to trust the plan. Yeah. And that's the blessed mother, too. Yeah. She trusted. And that's, that's the way it kind of want to wrap up in this last minute, too, is talking about having peace in these times. So I want to remind everyone with the scandal in the church that you were made for these times. Amen. God put you in motion to live right now. And so you are called to maintain that peace. And I want to remind everyone how how this is. This is our Good Friday right now. Absolutely. Trust in the Father's plan. You know, the Blessed Mother, some some mystics say, actually felt the pain that he was experiencing in her body during the, the passion, right? But she had great interior peace. And she had that peace because she trusted perfectly in the Father's plan. Right now, it looks a mess. It looks hopeless. And I'm sure Mary thought that, and a lot of the disciples did too at that mm -hmm. point. But the Father's got a plan, and the Blessed Mother, she's right there beside him. I can right. just feel it. Yeah. So maintain your peace, like Donna's saying, and start by offering reparation, by growing in holiness yourself. And the easy ways to do that is through food and exercise. And that's what we're talking about yeah. today, just to be a better temple. So I want to okay. thank both of my awesome, <laughs> thank you. awesome guests, Donna Hannes. So oh, I love it. It's never enough time. I know. We didn't get to half of what we were going to talk about. I know. <laughs> there's so much. But we did We did hit on a really good thing. Yeah. So, so just remind, think about fasting. Prayerfully mm -hmm. consider that. Prayerfully giving up something that's not healthy for you, whether it's something you're consuming with your eyes or with your mouth. And uh, Allison, thank you so much for of being course. with us. It's so cool. Will you come I again? I loved our love fest. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to do this again very soon. Great. And I am so excited that I'll be back here next month. And I don't know who my guest is yet, but please join us. And thank you for listening today to Red Sea Roundup. And uh, let's remember to come out to the Elizabeth House Maternity Benefit this Thursday, right, Allison? That's right. That's Tomorrow. right. 6.30. 6.30 p.m. at the Expo Center. Ryan Expo Center. That's right. Lots so of fun to be had. Be there. Be there. Thanks for joining us today. Until then, go and love your neighbor. From this grave, our